Earlier in the offseason when the Vikings signed Junior Aho as an international roster exemption, that may have slipped by your notice. And you certainly wouldn't be the first. Welcome to the Lockdown Vikings podcast. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, like it! you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Luke Braun. Let's find some joy today. You can find the Locked On Vikings podcast wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including the SiriusXM app. We're partnered with them. Very exciting. Uh, or anywhere else you listen to all of your finest favorite shows. You can also find the show on YouTube or Amazon Fire and Roku if you download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app on those smart TV devices. It is the Everyman series. That means we are talking about every single guy on the 90-man roster and uh, doing a little profile on them. Next up, we have Junior Aho. And I want to start his story uh, in perhaps the place where one would go unnoticed the most, the airport. Nobody ever looks at you at the airport. Uh, it is late 2018, early 2019, somewhere around there. Uh, recruiting season for the 2019 Oregon Ducks. And in the Las Vegas airport, there is a kid on his way to one of those camps. I think he's like 21 years old at this point uh, that is crashing at the gate because he's probably can't afford a hotel overnight as he has uh, traveled basically all day to get here and has more travel tomorrow left. He's come all the way from Nice, France. Junior Aho has gone from Nice to uh, Manchester, England, from Manchester to Philly, Philly to Vegas, and tomorrow... He's going to have to do Vegas to Portland to Eugene and then get to the Oregon Ducks campus and do a football camp. This is the kind of effort that he has to go through to get noticed as a European player. But having to work a little bit extra hard is not anything new to Junior Ajo, who had to drop out of school at 15 years old to work to help his family make ends meet. Uh, housework, McDonald's, job, like whatever. Uh while he was doing that, he was also playing American football, which he also discovered at the age of 15. And uh, he's played in like little junior leagues and stuff. But actually, in uh, the year 2018, he plays in the IFAF European American Football Championship. I, I think I said that right. It's basically Europe's like World Cup but for American football, it's a four every four years. They hold this tournament. Uh, every country puts forth a team and they do the kind of a similar format where it's like a bunch of groups and you do round robin and then you play a tournament like round robin qualifying and then you do a tournament. And in 2018, France has like one of the better teams in this every year. And in 2018, they'll win it all with Junior Ajo starting at defensive end for them covering the draft, I guess, in 2013. Uh, you will remember him. He had a uh, short-ish NFL career for a first-round pick, like three or four years. But he was uh, a German native player. He actually had to leave his family in when he was 16 years old to go to boarding school to go get into the like American football system, into the pipeline. 
And he understands how that that pipeline works. He gets recruited to FSU, plays at FSU, becomes a first round pick, does the whole thing. But he had to kind of take this huge risk and really go out of his way and bend over backwards to get into the American system as a European football player. That was, I mean, first round talent, clearly good enough to be in the American system. But by virtue of being a German kid, he didn't have really a shot at that without leaving his entire family at the ripe young age of 16 years old. That's a really hard thing to ask kids to do. So after his NFL career, he decided that he was going to try to make that easier for other European players. And one of the things he does is watch the IFAF European American Football Championship and uh, see if there's young players there that want to be part of the system. Junior Aho fits that bill and Bjorn Werner will help send his tape out to relevant colleges and help him figure out how to navigate the world of camps. Over that year, Junior Aho will, he and a friend will, will like rent a car and road trip all over America going to football camps. He will attend the one in Oregon. He'll attend the like US, uh, the, the LSU one, the Alabama one. And he's just trying to get like feedback and just exposure, right? That's, that's all he wants as a European player. You're just never going to be noticed by, recruiting departments that are primarily looking at high school players and maybe some juco colleges. Bjorn Werner understands this. And so he gets Junior Aho to send his tape out to juco colleges as well, smaller schools, places that will be a little bit more likely to give the time of day to a long-armed French kid that doesn't speak any English. <laughs> um, or maybe a little bit of English by this point. He will end up signing at the New Mexico Military Institute, which, hey, we take it, right? That's football. That's JUCO. Another hellish travel day of connections and trying to figure out, you know, get the flight plan that he can afford. He gets to New Mexico, and here we are. We're playing football, and we're going to college. Um, it's also very important to him that he does end up getting uh, his his bachelor's degree because he didn't, he, he dropped out of school. So... This is also like an avenue toward that, which is really exciting. And that's kind of one of the things that sports can be, right? An avenue to uh, achieve stuff that you otherwise may not have had that opportunity to do. College scholarships for people who can't afford them and so on. Um, at the New Mexico Military Institute, he gets five and a half sacks, forces a couple, a couple fumbles. And again, he's, he's got, he's like this alien looking guy. Uh, so he really, really stands out when he's, among all of the like European players, which are not going to have the same size and stature and physically imposing presence as American teams, even American college teams will. And it's kind of the same thing at Juco. So he starts to get a little bit of attention, a little bit of buzz from the next year's recruiting cycle, the 2020 recruiting cycle. He gets one call and he just takes it. <laughs> It's SMU calls him and he's like, I don't need to hear anything else. Let's go. And he and he loves the idea of SMU. And, and in talking to them, he decides, all right, we're in. I'm going to be a Mustang. At that point, the train is back on the tracks. We, we talk about inertia a lot on this show, the sort of classic pipeline of high school player to college player to pro player um, and how when you get knocked off that track by an injury or getting in trouble or something like that, it's really hard to get it back on. But once you get it back on now, it's sort of, um, it's just about playing football. And for the first time at SMU, it, it gets to be just about 
playing football. He will put together a reasonable career at SMU, and that gives him what is by far the biggest football opportunity of his life. He's already played pro or semi-pro football, which he kind of has that over some of the other guys that are coming out of the college ranks, the other like undrafted types, and he's probably angling at a uh, a practice squad slot as an outside linebacker uh, slash defensive end type, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, that group is is pretty thick in the the depth parts. You're probably cutting one or two guys that a lot of people think should make the roster. And Junior Ajo isn't in that group. We don't know that much about him. But if he can sneak onto the practice squad, maybe grab you know a, a random couple weeks on the active roster because of special teams depth needs it or someone gets hurt or whatever, that's when you can start making money that's a little bit more real. That's possibly able to help support his family and maybe even take one step closer to achieving that dream he's had since he discovered the sport at age 15, being a real-life pro football player in the United States of America. He just kind of had to work really hard to get noticed, but now that he's here, he's here. We'll see what he can do with it. I also have, uh, I got two more stories. One is Benton Whitley, the outside linebacker that we just signed. He was an undrafted guy with the Rams last year. And uh, Blake Prohl, who is making his return to the field after two years being hurt. And there's a lot to talk about there. But before that, it's time for the eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit of the Week. This is eBay Motors teaming up with Vinny Iyer of Locked On Fantasy Football to get you a guaranteed fit for your fantasy team. And they're going to be doing this all throughout the season, whether it's draft picks or when it uh, becomes relevant, like waiver wire pickups and stuff like that. Uh, but right now we're talking about the 1-1. And the best fit for a 1-1 is a very good player. <laughs> and you know who's a very good player? Austin Eckler. He has led the league over the, the last two seasons combined in touchdowns 38 scores since 2021 nobody else has done that uh and he has a featured receiving first role in the offense plus a ton of rushing volume anyways he's a slam dunk at that one overall pick ebay motors understands that your fantasy team it's about having that right fit and hey it's the same thing with your car whether it's air filters brakes batteries taillights alternators shocks struts whatever it is it's got to be a fit for your car and ebay's guaranteed fit can help you make sure that it is and they'll help you understand exactly what part you need the first time so switch gears crank the ac drive with a little bit of peace of mind because with ebay guaranteed fit everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the there's like a little green check they have over 122 million parts and accessories available for your vehicle and it is all right at your fingertips with the guidance necessary to help you navigate the jungle that can be all of the different parts that your car could possibly need and all the different kinds and brands and what fits my car and what doesn't they will help you out with all of that and all at the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thank you again to the everydayers, those of you who do listen to this show every single day. I appreciate you all so much. Next up on this Everyman series is an all-Western Massachusetts wrestler and dominant linebacker out of high school. 
It's Benton Whitley. And when you're that good at both sports, you kind of get to choose. He gets an offer as a wrestler to go to the University of Chicago, or he can go to Holy Cross and uh, play in the Patriot League as a linebacker. Of course, this is a football show, so you know that he chooses football. Um, he will only play one year as a linebacker. He'll play like two games, true freshman. And then they decide to ask him to bulk up a little bit and move to defensive line. This will turn out to be a really big moment for him and sort of unlock something new. He'll put on what is claimed to be 60 pounds of muscle. That sounds like a lot to me. And it is sourced from somebody who was talking about him like during his draft process that has an interest in trying to get him drafted. So I don't know if it's actually 60 pounds. But either way, he goes through this huge body transformation. He's also, I think, turning like 20 that year. So there's a, you know, the sort of filling out that happens around that kind of early college time for, for kids who are late bloomers, but um, total body transformation. He becomes this much bigger, stronger guy. And uh, a year after that, which would be his junior year, he finds his stride. Uh, he, he'll start a full season, five sacks, seven TFLs, and he's on the cusp of maybe being able to declare for the draft. But it doesn't seem like that's much of a thing that crosses his mind. And it, that is uh, at Holy Cross, probably not good enough to really get the attention of the NFL. So there's going to be another year here, and that's probably wise. But that year is the unprecedented one, 2020. And 2020 really gets in his way. He plays in the Patriot League. That's where Holy Cross is with schools like Fordham and, uh, you know, way smaller programs. Those programs aren't going to try to force a season during COVID. So the Patriot League will not have a true 2020 season. They won't play football in 2020. They will have that season, but it's like truncated, weird spring football. Uh, and it's also after the draft or like during the draft season. So, Benton Whitley is not going to be able to declare for the 2020 draft, which is probably where things were headed if everything stayed normal, but it got unprecedented. And so he will decide to go back for one more year, play the 2021 season, not long after he plays the 2020 season. Um, there he will have the year he wants to have. He'll amass a whole bunch of accolades, all Patriot League, all like region, uh, all New England. It's good enough to maybe sneak into the back of the draft so he will declare uh and like around round six round seven that that saturday afternoon part of the draft he's locked in and he's sitting there waiting for the call waiting to potentially hear his name his phone rings and then it keeps ringing and it's completely blowing up um and here's the thing on day three of the draft when you're that sort of round six round seven type one call means you got drafted and you will be going to this team and there is no choice involved uh, the money is often very similar, but you don't get any choice. So actually, for a lot of people, with the way the rookie wage scale is and the way that undrafted guys get paid, you kind of rather be an undrafted guy. You've got about the same roster odds and not that much less money, but you actually get some choice about where you're going to go stay. Uh, and you might even be able to leverage that into more money depending on like the tax situation in that state or whatever. But uh, that is the situation that Benton Whitley finds himself in. He will not get drafted. He gets like 10 calls from 10 teams. He's going to be able to choose his destination, which is uh, something that he tries at least to take full advantage of. Um, he looks at the schemes that these guys play. He 
he's played in both a 4-3 and a 3-4. He decides to go with the Rams, who do a 3-4. But part of it, too, is that he looks at that depth chart. And he sees that they've got a couple of guys. they got, like, Leonard Floyd and a couple of guys that are entrenched starters. And they got a third pick in that edge room that probably isn't going to get bumped off the roster. And then it's, like, a couple of seventh-round guys. They drafted. They just drafted a seventh-rounder, and then they got a seventh-rounder from last year. And he thinks, maybe I can crack that room. Uh so he goes and tries out for the Rams as call it an outside linebacker, but he's playing that edge rusher position. Um, he ultimately does not make the team. Unfortunately, there's another undrafted free agent that will take that spot. Both of the seventh rounders don't even make the practice squad, uh, but he does. He will make the practice squad as well as they brought in three undrafted free agents. One of them makes the team and the other two end up on the practice squad for the, for the Rams. Um, but as it goes with practice squad guys, you are now sort of in the rat race of poaches and call-ups and cuts and every single day your phone can ring and you can find out that you're moving across the country. That is what happens to Benton Whitley uh, as a Rams practice squatter over in Kansas City. Uh, you may have remember Willie Gay, a player of theirs, getting suspended, personal conduct policy thing. He's got to go serve a month. That becomes official after like week two. And there's a roster spot and Kansas City wants a little bit of depth. So they go call up Benton Whitley and say, we're bringing you onto the 53-man roster and you're actually going to play a couple games for us. And so he will sort of serve as the understudy there until Willie Gay is back on the roster, at which point he gets bumped back down to the practice squad. Um, meanwhile, in Minnesota... DJ Wanham is dealing with a random illness. And if you remember that, he missed a bunch of time with that illness. So there is a need at that same outside linebacker, edge rusher functionally position uh, of just a little bit of depth. The Vikings bring Benton Whitley in to do that. He is now going from uh, Los Angeles over to Kansas City and up to Minnesota. He'll get bumped down after the Vikings don't need him anymore. He'll get bumped back down to the practice squad and uh, he'll be there for the rest of the season, sign a futures contract, and now he has a chance to try to earnestly make the roster again. And here's the deal with this edge room. It's thick. It's, I, I think, a harder opportunity for him than he had at the Rams last year because you've got more guys that are sort of entrenched in uh, Davenport, at least as of now. There's still Daniel Hunter there, Wanham, Patrick Jones, those are going to be hard guys to bump off. But after that, you have Luigi Villan, Andre Carter. If they do keep a fifth one, maybe you can try to make it you. Maybe it'll be Junior Ajo. Who knows? Um, but I want to flip to the offensive side of the ball here for the rest of this show and take you to a, a true trial and tribulation, which is when your knee explodes so bad that you get hurt for two years and your dream is entirely hung in midair for a long, long time. You'll learn a little bit about yourself, and that is where Blake, Blake Prohl has been for the last couple of years. Before I get too deep into his story, however, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, which is Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. They have stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give everybody looking in that area something to ogle at. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better uh, and they fit better than regular shorts as well. They're made of this stiff, restricting cotton that won't form fit the way that you necessarily want. And also 
can not can be a little bit less comfortable. They fix this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, gives you all the fashion benefits of khaki, but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement or comfort. Bird Dogs uses an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NFL or promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. After Blake Prohl's knee exploded in the 2021 preseason, he went back to North Carolina to visit his alma mater, East Carolina University, go say hi to old coaches and stuff. Uh, he was staying with his grandma for that trip who lives over there. Uh, and his grandma has a piano in the living room. Without her noticing, he sets up his phone. He's going to make a little bit of a TikTok. And he turns around to his grandma and he says, hey, do you mind if I uh, noodle on this piano a little bit? And she goes, can you play? His grandma knew probably as much as you do, unless you've heard this story already uh, or versions of it already. But what will happen, there is no way to prepare you for it. So let me just play you a part of the TikTok. I, TikTok. I hope Blake Pearl does not mind uh, that I that I'm rebroadcasting a little bit, but you you gotta hear it. No, you mind if I play the piano? Can you? It's worth a shot. In case you didn't know, baby, I'm crazy about you. I want to step back in time. For a moment to all the way back to 1999 the divisional playoffs vikings versus rams this was the greatest show on turf's playoff run they would go on to win the super bowl they beat the vikings uh on the way there and if you're old enough to remember that game you might remember that the first half actually felt like the vikings were doing pretty good it was like 17 14 going into the half and then the second half was a cascade of nightmares uh ultimately kurt warner would throw five touchdowns in that game but there's this key moment that sticks out to me when I go back and look at like the play-by-play. Uh, there was like a kickoff return touchdown after uh, halftime. But the first offensive drive the Rams had, the best chance that the Vikings had to stop that drive, they were already in the red zone. They were on the 14, but it was a second and 10, and it was the only time they ever had them behind the chains that whole drive. But Kurt Warner completed a pass for a first and goal to one Ricky Prohl. It'd be punched in for a score later, and by then the waterfall was pretty much open. Uh, I I admit I am reaching a bit to assign significance to like one random catch in the third quarter of a game where Kurt Warner scored five touchdowns, but shut up, let me cook. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up to illustrate the pedigree that Blake Prohl comes from. He's got a father in the NFL. He's got a dream of playing in the NFL like his father does, and football is everything to the Proles. But what it also means is that when he's growing up, Ricky Prohl is traveling around a lot. He's, you know, dad's not going to be there all the time on weekends and stuff. And it means that his mother is chauffeuring him around in her big SUV and his mother loves worship music. So that is what he is listening to basically all the time as a child. He says he knows just about every worship song there is. And he, of course, becomes a big fan of the genre himself. Um, very religious household, of course. His story on the field is that of a fairly standard, like small school, undrafted kind of guy. Um, he goes to East Carolina U- University as a three-star, fairly unheralded recruit, but he has this great productive career there. Goes out for the draft a year early, and he is absolutely sure that he is going to get drafted. 
if you ask his dad, his dad is still absolutely shocked that Blake Pearl did not get drafted. And he was in like mocks and stuff. I think he was like a sixth, seventh kind of guy. He was like a maybe you'll get drafted. Maybe you'll be a priority free agent kind of guy. But if you ask Ricky Prohl, it's like, man, he's bigger, faster than me. He's better than me. And everybody saw what I did in my career. Why would you not want this kid? Like, he, of course, you know, he's uh, the Blake biggest Blake Pearl fan in the world. Of course, your dad is right. Um, at any rate, he will not get drafted uh, and he will have to go be an undrafted free agent for the Minnesota Vikings. He goes into 2021 camp and that is where everything in the whole world changes. Up to this point, it's been, you know, kid with a dream. We're going to work really hard. Go through East Carolina. I've got this, you know, this guy in my corner that knows what it takes to make it in the NFL because he did. And like all of that is this fairly normal story. And it gets a lot less normal in the joint practices with the Denver Broncos. He's running a route fairly full speed. Those practices got a lot more intense and he plants and he feels what he describes as multiple pops. It's a really bad injury. Uh, he has the quote unhappy triad as a doctor had described it to him. ACL, MCL, meniscus, and he's got some damage in his patellar tendon too to boot. It is a meltdown in his knee. The kind of injury that guys, sometimes they never walk straight again. This kind of thing will test you. Uh, when you suffer, I mean, when you suffer an injury that keeps you out for a year of college, that's hard enough. And we've gone through a bunch of stories on this series of kids that had to deal with that. And I missed my whole sophomore year and I, and I got really sad and I, I had to like learn patience and all that. Like it really tests you two-year injury and maybe you'll never play again. You know, one minute you are a sort of a story of camp. I don't know if you remember that from a couple of years ago, but he was like sort of showing out. He was playing with the second team and everyone was thinking maybe this guy's actually going to sneak onto the roster and like knock off whoever was wide receiver six that year. Um, you go from that to, I don't know if I'm ever going to set foot on a football field again. I think when you're dealing with something like that, there will just like necessarily be depression. You're just gonna like, you're just so used to go, 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 go. Every moment of your day is so crammed. You're physically so active and you have to go from that to like laying in bed and not being able to do anything, but wait to heal. Um, it's just going to mess with your head a little bit and how you deal with that. It's, it's different for everybody. Uh, for Blake Prohl, it, he turns to his faith and he kind of, recites the classic line like you know god has this plan for a reason this is my plan for a reason um but he's also really bored <laughs> i mean it's a lot of downtime and he says you know what screw it i got a lot of time that i basically have to sit and wait let me pick up this old guitar that you know i took some music lessons back when i was a kid let me pick up this old guitar uh and he starts noodling around and singing random worship songs that he likes and he kind of feels like a spark. There is uh, an excitement that he has gotten from nothing besides football and that he cannot get from football right now. And to him, this is where he realizes, oh, that's the God's plan part. I was supposed to discover a love for this. And he does. He starts making random little TikToks and they start going a little viral, including I think the, the one that goes viral first is the one that I showed you with his grandma who ends it with this, like, Blake, what? <laughs> because nobody in his family had any idea he could sing like that. 
that he was that musically talented. Um, Like his college roommate or I think a friend in college or something like had to badger him into recording this John Mayer cover because it was like, dude, you can sing so well, this natural talent for it. Um, He has found this new love. I think it's so cool. He is also rehabbing in rehabbing a horrifying leg injury for two years and he's back and he's actually able to participate. He's been a full participant in all the things like that story in and of itself is remarkable. Absolutely mind blowing. If not, you know, one we have heard before with other guys that have gotten really hurt and come back and it's, it's um, perhaps not unique among people who are subjected to that circumstance, but um, like for everybody that does it, it's incredible. There's a weird part of me that's like almost more excited to see where this music thing goes than to, you know, see if he can like randomly sneak onto the practice squad in a crowded wide receiver room. Like, look, for him, he insists football is is the thing right now and music is more of a plan to handle afterwards. But hey, go look up Blake Pearl on YouTube and uh, tell me that there is not something there with some potential to go pretty crazy. Um he will go out for the team. I think when he steps onto the football field for a preseason game for the first time, that's going to be a really special moment uh, that he actually made it into pads on the, in, in to an NFL preseason game at least. And if he can actually sneak onto the roster, well, then that's the story of the year. Um, but whenever the NFL career ends, whenever whether it's it's that he doesn't make a team at all and he never gets a call or maybe he does manage to carve out a little bit. Now he knows he's going to pursue music. And for him, the mixing of faith and football and passion is just so perfect you couldn't write it. That maybe he wouldn't have figured out exactly how much potential there is in this if he didn't suffer the... Uh, unhappy triad knee injury like how there is just something so storybook about this this horrible thing leading to this great thing for him and uh that is just the way that all of our stories go right we we are who we are because of what happens to us um i will continue with this on monday so i will see y'all for that training camp is also coming up so uh stay tuned for updates on exactly what my plan is for the training camp and uh how i'm going to cover it and all that stuff i will be in minnesota uh we'll see exactly how uh what what kind of content i can create i can create there but we'll have some good like laptop podcasting in like a random room somewhere should be fun Uh, i'll see y'all for that i'll see y'all on monday and as always skull